You are listening to If These Woods Could Talk, a production of the Rhinelander District Library and part of the WXPR Community Podcast Project, an initiative to amplify community voices. More info can be found at wxpr.org. The episode you're about to listen to is the first one we recorded. Born in Sugar Camp, Butch Maddock has made a career for himself in music, touring regionally with bands like Premier and Bad Influence. So, climb aboard the pickle, and let's hit the road with Butch. So I know you've been in the area for a long time. Are you a lifelong? I grew up in Sugar Camp. Sugar went camp. to school in Three Lakes. I went to college in Point. And pretty much after that, I've lived in Rylander my whole life. I have a house on Maple Street and stuff like that. So. Okay. But growing up, I knew all the musicians in the Rylander area and stuff like that. My parents used to take me out when I was a kid to go watch the guitar players then because you didn't have the internet or anything like that so that was I was I don't know seven eight years old when my mom and dad were taking me out to go watch like Johnny Pitlick and uh, uh, there were some other guys too that were around the areas that were very good guitar players and stuff at the time and that's and my uncles all played and stuff I think I've been playing since I've been four like I've had a guitar since I've been four years old. And the first time I ever got on stage, I was 11. I played a whole night's gig with my uncle's band. They were called Billy and the Schoolboys, and they were from the area. They played like 50s and 60s music. And uh, got done playing the whole night. I played mostly guitar and did some singing and stuff. And I, they paid me like $75 at the end of the night. And I was 11. I'm like, yeah, I think I want to get a dab into this a little bit and ever since then I've just been even like right after that I started getting into like uh, bands in high school uh, I was in a band called Nova we were voted like the worst band in high school three out of the four years that <laughs> I was in high school the last year we were voted we did better but um, there's all four guys were from Sugar Camp and we played must have played like five or six years and, like did tons of gigs around all, all young guys I mean I was probably the youngest but there was like John Storr he was a couple years older than me and Joe Devereaux and Chuck Devereaux was the same age as me but then we'd do we'd do that and play rock music and then like on Sundays all of us were the member of the church in Sugar Camp and then we'd sing at the church on Sundays and stuff so it was a close knit I'm still pretty good friends with all those guys and stuff like that cool what kind of uh, what kind of stuff were you playing then oh it was all 80s music. 80s, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
more like pop 80s stuff like men at work and stuff like that like the dance stuff and stuff like that and and then uh like after that i started getting in the once i got to college i started there was just more music around it's what was going on i have uh was introduced to a lot of bands I never heard of up here and stuff like that. So my music sure. style kind of changed. In fact, like well, one which is kind of funny, which I, never, I was probably like 18 at the time, and I never really heard Pink Floyd before until I got to college. And the first time I heard Pink Floyd, I'm like, this is this is my favorite band, <laughs> and it still is to this day. Still is. Yeah. So it was kind of cool getting the. Uh, getting some different views and stuff like that on music even like today i have a a bunch of younger uh relatives and stuff like that they're in their 20s and stuff like that and i they come over i'm like play the music that you're listening to i want to hear what you're listening to now that's way different than what i you know what i was listening to and it's good there's a lot of really good stuff out there right now a lot of really good musicians it's good to yeah yeah. Good that you're trying to keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know a lot of guys that uh, they don't listen to really listen to any new music or stuff like that. They're kind of stuck in uh, whatever genre they're stuck in. They don't. They're not open to anything else. I like to listen to all the new stuff and all the people coming out and stuff like that to see what's going on and how music is changing. One thing I did notice is like country music has gone like a '70s pop. That's the only way I can. That's the only way I listen to what I hear. And I'm like, man, this sounds like '70s pop music, <laughs> even though it's country. There's a lot of good country musicians out there now. And then, like after uh, when I went to college, I started hooking up with these couple guys from actually in Rylander, Rod Bruett and Chris McDonald, and my brother Michael. Is this a premiere? Yeah. We had a big bus. We traveled all over the United States and stuff like that. And and it, it was a green bus, so everybody called it the pickle. And it was pre- you saw the bus coming, you knew exactly who was coming down the road and stuff like that. But God, we must have traveled on the road for probably four or five years. Had the same uh, managers Prince did and stuff like that out of Minnesota. And the Jets. I don't know if you remember the Jets. They were per- they had some pop hits back in like the late '80s and '90s and stuff like that. If you heard their songs, you'd probably go, "Oh, I've heard that before." And that that was pretty. That was quite interesting. We did a lot of uh, like military bases and stuff like that. And okay. it, it was always interesting because all of us had long hair at the time. We'd be we'd be sitting like uh, you get done playing our music and we'd go sit down at like at the bar and all of a sudden you'd feel like a tap on your shoulder. It's like, a, would you like to dance? It's like, <laughs> and you turn around and you have face. It's like, nope, no, thank you. <laughs> <coughs> but that, it was always uh, we always had a good time on the road. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to do that again. I'm too old for that stuff now. But it was a really good time at the time. You know. Uh, Late nights, you get done with the gig, and everybody would go party. That's I don't and I don't think it's like that too much anymore. I think everything's kind of more earlier, and everybody's like home by midnight now and stuff like that, or one o'clock. It seems like to me. But years ago, you'd get done playing, and everybody would, everybody that was at that bar would go to go to a party afterwards, and then you know a couple hours later, everybody go home and stuff like that. 
And it's still kind of funny because once in a while I'll still get a, hey, Butch, remember that party we were back in like 1990? I'm like, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, after that, I hooked up with a band up here. There's a couple of the guys that I was playing with. They let moved down to Milwaukee. And they're still playing down there. But then I hooked up with a band called the Wisconsin River Band up here. That was a fairly big band for up in like the Eagle River area and stuff like that. And I'm, I think all those guys were like 10 years older than me and stuff like that. But they played a variety of music. But they're, they're always booked all the time and stuff like that. And... Uh, I don't know how many years I did that. Quite a few, and we still do gig once in a while, you know, if uh, something calls for it or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I started playing with uh, Kevin Vick and Ralph Olson in a group called. Ba it was Bad Influence at the time. Now it's mm -hmm. just the Influence, because we're just not as. <laughs> <laughs> we're not bad anymore. Not so yet. <laughs> But uh, other than that, that's pretty much where like I'm at now and stuff. And I'm still playing out and stuff like that. I still like write a lot of music uh, in my basement. I have Pro Tools and stuff like that set up. Yeah. So I like to sit down there and write a lot of my own music and stuff like that. And you self-recording and self? Yeah, I do everything myself. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little studio set up in there, and uh, I got a lot of stuff, a lot of music that I've never put out and stuff like that but there's a there's a lot down there and uh I, en I enjoy doing that i actually enjoy doing that more than like playing out nowadays i don't know if it's just like the engineering part of it or whatever because yeah. i i'll sit i'll sit and listen to something over and over again until like that exact sound is where i want it or what i think it should be and stuff like that i really like doing that i enjoy uh recording other people too do you record other people down yeah there? and I, I i enjoy doing that i would say even more than i like playing now and i used to love playing i still love playing but i i, I like that aspect of it more sure can i can i ask you for a couple of names people you've recorded uh, with there i see uh dennis mcgintry uh I wish I knew their like Addy, Adam and Mike, they they were like a bluegrass. They wrote their own bluegrass stuff and they did like 10 or 12 songs. And that was that that was a uh, that turned out actually pretty good. And uh, none of those guys had ever really like played out or anything before and stuff like that, so they were kind of like new to the Yeah. And it was interesting watching them think of uh how they want to put their music and they'd ask you know do you think we should i'm like it's your music i you can do whatever you want with it music don't have it doesn't really have any boundaries or anything you can pretty much do what you want with it and stuff like that and it seems like uh it's more like that than what it used to be like in the old days uh old days you'd have some a couple verses you'd have to have a chorus it's not like that anymore. So a little bridge. Little yeah, a little a bridge maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that way the music's kind of changed. Uh, Sometimes you'll hear music now with just uh, just choruses, no verses and stuff. You know. <coughs> but yeah, you know, uh, that's uh, I like the way that the new music's actually kind of going right now. 
there's a lot of really good uh, well there's a lot of really good uh, rock groups out there now that I don't think rocks as big as what it used to be uh, it seems like bluegrass is like really coming to its own lately I would agree with that the last couple years uh, a lot of places are going to the more of acoustic uh, kind of a stuff you know kind of and some of the groups won't even have drummers and stuff like that you know they'll just mm -hmm. yeah you got a banjo guitar and a bass you got a banjo yeah maybe it's somebody playing a cones up there that's never played the drums before or something <laughs> like that you know it's like i'm a cone player okay you go buddy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um other than that i did, i mean i did uh I did some music for a movie back in the 90s that was uh, filmed up here, actually. I can't remember. I don't know if it was the Eight Lake Spider or whatever, but I have two songs on that oh, cool. on that movie and stuff. Yeah, it's like you listen to it now, it's like, wow, is that cheesy? <laughs> <laughs> and they had a nice recording studio set up in Gleason years ago. Uh, the guy that was making these movies up here, his kid was getting in the recording they had a killer recording studio in I mean in Gleason you'd walk into like the middle of the woods and mm -hmm. there was this huge I don't know whatever happened to it I really don't uh, they had a lot of money stuck into that and I don't I really don't know what happened to it I know it closed down and they went bankrupt or something like that and that was that was the end of that and stuff like that and uh, I do a I do a duo with a girl named Nikki Gooley. She sings, and I just play acoustic guitar. Is this the same Nikki from Nikki and the Nimrods? Nikki, yeah, that's Nikki, yeah. Yeah, she after that band broke up, she still wanted to do some uh, singing and stuff like that. And it was kind of strange because her and her husband at the time, Joel played in the same band so once they decided they were gonna break up or split up or whatever go their own separate ways you know Fleetwood Mac kind of yeah definitely I like this album yeah yeah so yeah I, I still play with Nikki once in a while I, I still talk with Joel and he still plays once in a while and stuff like that um I think I saw on Facebook premiere just you and Rod just played about a month Rod's ago. Rod and I just played about a month ago, and we we do a bunch of, like, old 90s stuff, all yeah. 90s rock or whatever you call it now. Um, at the time, it used to be called heavy metal, but now it's no, it's not heavy metal. It's just, no, it's just classic rock. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> and uh, I'd say one thing about uh, being up here. All the musicians are like one big family. Uh, you go, it doesn't matter where you, where you go out, watch a band and stuff like that. Everybody's treated like family, and, and, and it's pretty cool. Uh, we do a Sunday jams. We've been doing those for like 20 years, and the amount of musicians that we meet and come up there and play with and stuff like that is just amazing. There are a lot of really good musicians that are that don't go out and play. They they're a sit at home and play, and then you get you get them out and they play them. They're just phenomenal. And they're like I don't want to get up and play. Like you like you you know kind of you get 
freeze up and it's like nope i don't want to play out in front of anybody and stuff like that i do it for my own enjoyment it's like well you got something going on good there you might want to reconsider that you know but i remember when i was young i used to get sick all the time before playing a gig i was like 15 10 minutes before we were going on stage i i was throwing up oh and, so, and then i was then i was fine but I used to get really, really super nervous. And then eventually, I, I don't know, somewhere it just kind of stopped. And it just kind of was like, that's just who I am or whatever. This again. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get nervous too much anymore. Unless it's like some big event where we're like opening up for somebody. And we got like all the big equipment. And they got sound guys and stuff like that. And uh, we're playing for somebody that everybody knows and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, Then I still get a little nervous. Um, one thing I would like to mention is I I met a guy probably like 25 years ago and I met him at a jam and he was a fantastic guitar player and I started talking to him Look, he was the guitar player for Hedy's Mike Somerville and him and I became really good friends and I ended up playing in a couple bands with him and stuff and he just passed away a couple years ago but uh he ended up moving to Tomahawk, I don't want to say like 10, 15 years ago after he left Head East because him and the keyboard guy, uh, they got in a big rift because Mike wrote all the songs, but the other guy had the name and the band name and everything like that. So Mike's like, a, I'm a, you know, if he did get to play with Head East before he, before he passed away one more time but uh, he, he wrote all their big tunes that they had and stuff like that but that guy was a phenomenal guitar player he's probably like one of the best guitar players i've ever seen in my life he, he would have more, if he didn't really want to play like because i mean he's played huge gigs before and so he tell me about oh, i remember playing with van halen and journey and stuff you know there's a hundred thousand people out there blah 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 Sometimes he'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't really want to be here today. And the kind of playing would just kind of, uh, whatever. But then if he gets something under his butt and somebody said something, he would just smoke him. It, it was just unbelievable how good that guy was. But, yeah, yeah, a lot of, like I said, a lot of, lot of really good musicians around here. Even now, with, like you said, David Walters. they got, um, oh, what's that? girl's name up a Negro River that's younger that's Jenna Jane she's playing all the time mm -hmm. uh, uh, there was just a 16 year old girl at the bar at the bar uh, that sang yeah and she played acoustic guitar yeah and I heard she was really good she was good yeah I don't remember Felicity yeah yep yeah you go on you go on uh YouTube and punch in like some of these young kids that are playing nowadays and they're like eight nine years old and this one this one girl named uh, or I think her name's Nandy she plays the bass she's like these these are my top ten uh, bass lines that I enjoy playing it's like Rush and all kinds of like and she is I mean it makes you feel like not wanting to play I mean, either that 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 good at that that age and stuff like that, and even like a, some of these young bands that are coming up that are they're teenagers and stuff like that, and you watch them play, and it's like, wow, 
they're they're right there you know i i don't know who knows if they'll make it big or whatever but there's definitely a good young base of talent growing up because for a while i would say probably like like maybe maybe 10 years ago i was starting to think music's kind of going downhill it did it seemed like it just did for a while or whatever there was nothing really good going on nobody good coming out um there there hasn't been like a phenomenal guitar player to come out and i have no idea we we've kind of moved away from that guitar virtuosity uh, right it, it, it's it's almost like it's a lost art um they're get they're definitely going away from the electric guitar, and it's just people. I mean, there's tons of other instruments and stuff like that, and probably people had it thrown in their face for so many years. You know, every time you turn on a song, there's that beginning riff from a guitar or something like that that everybody. But especially electric guitar, is there definitely is not as much of a. I know more guys that play acoustic guitar now than I do electric guitar, and it never used to be that way. It used to be all the electric guitar players played, and they dabble with the acoustic. They mm -hmm. could play acoustic, but they'd just rather play, you know, play the electric guitar, you know. But it does seem like uh, it's it's gone away from that. But now it seems like some of the old music is starting to make a, you know, some of the young groups are playing like some of the older music and stuff like that now, and. I do think it's all it's just cyclical. continuous uh, yeah yep definitely but I, I was trying to think about that I'm like when was the last time there was a guitar player Every, everybody was like oh man that guy's like the best or he's phenomenal um that guy from uh extreme is pretty good uh button cord or something like that He's, he's 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 but he's in his fifties now, so he's been playing thirty years already. So it's not like nothing new or anything like that. Yeah. But I I don't know. I can't even think of any young guitar players. I mean, they're definitely out there, but just nobody that you you would notice or something like that. For me, who comes to mind is Jack White, but even he's not a spring chicken anymore. He's forty years old yeah. now. And that, uh, that will, I would say that was probably the last guitar player that was like, you know, you can, you know, that people knew of. It's like, oh. And now he's just, I think he's just playing with other groups now. I don't think. I saw he was on some album with somebody else's. And I, I know this kind of sounds stupid, but I'm kind of looking forward to the um, Dolly Parton rock album that she's putting out with all these rock uh like the guy from uh, bass player from Motley Crue and she's got Steve Perry singing a song with her and she's got the, all these guitar players from like the 90s that were big and stuff doing she's doing a rock I'm like I want to hear I want to see what she sounds like she's got great mu musicians behind her so I'm sure it'll be good and stuff like that she's one of those people that can get any musician she wants to play I, with her I think so yeah she she's a one of those few people that, uh, man, it seems like she's been doing. She doesn't look like she ages any. <laughs> that which is strange. I mean, maybe a couple years, but I mean nothing major. But uh, 
And she's still got a great voice and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, uh, other than that, like things, I've been, I'm gonna do some sound work for like the music thing they're doing on Tuesday nights down at the park. Oh yeah. Um, some of the groups I'm gonna be doing sound for that for and stuff like that. And so I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm glad they finally got something up here where they could ha get some music. Uh, the the place they have by Triggs is nice, but that's just it's too it's too small of an area for people or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that stage is nice. I was at the park for Scott Kirby last yep. week. Ton of people. Scott's a good guy. Yeah, <coughs> I like Scott a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I think the first time I. Oh man, he must have been just a teenager the first time I saw him and stuff yeah. like that. No bad. Yeah. Like him, like uh, like you're gonna have to get rid of that acoustic to make some money there, Scott. <laughs> no, not anymore. No, it's not like that. It's not. He's turned into a phenomenal guitar player and a very good uh, entertainer. Every time I see him, he comes up and gives me a big hug and stuff like that, and that's that's pretty cool. Um. Like I said, yeah, the musicians up here are pretty much a big, big family. Most, almost everybody knows or have heard of everybody that's you know plays up here and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of cool, you know. You'd be playing all of a sudden, one of your buddies comes up and you know, he says, "Come up and play a song, sing a song with us, and stuff like that." And, it does seem like the music scene's kind of picking up a little bit more around this area. Like I said, for a while there, it was kind of dying out, and now it seems like it's the bars and the stuff are starting to get more music in again. Um, they have gone to, like, uh, like I said, more acoustic stuff and stuff like that in the bars and stuff like that. Mm. It's just a sign of the times. I agree. Yeah, getting together. Man, nice to hear that it's less competition and more, uh, yeah, friendly. Yeah, I, I, you know, I never. It hasn't been like that for uh, at least up here that I recognize. There was a couple groups that Equinox and Storm. Storm. Uh, when we still knew one another, but there was definitely some competition going on there and stuff like that. It used to be, uh, you'd have nights where like some of the guitar players from the different bands would show up. And, well, I don't know, you know what Cutting Heads is? Have you ever seen the movie uh, uh, Crossroads? Oh, with uh, the Steve Ralph Macchio? Yeah. We used to, years ago, We used, that's what we'd do. Like at the end of the night, we'd cut heads, everybody get their chance to play you have like four or five dudes all played rock guitar. You play one tune, and everybody got their chance to play their solo, and you cut heads like that to make, to see, you know, by the end of the night, you knew who was the better one coming okay. out at the end and stuff like that. And it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. That was actually pretty cool times doing that kind of stuff like that. And nobody hated one another or anything, but there was yeah. definitely some competition. At least guitar-wise, going on around the area than like there is now and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, everybody's super friendly, musicians-wise up here. Every everybody's pretty easy going. You know, there's always that one or two people that always are. 
think they're way above everybody else, but not too many. I can't even think of anybody like that uh, off the top of my head, and if I did, I can't say any names, so <laughs> it's not even worth it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, that's pretty much how I got a couple of CDs out. One's called The Influence. God, I don't even know how long ago that's been out and stuff like that. And uh, Like I said, I do some recordings at home and stuff, but I keep that music to myself. Hmm. A lot of stuff I I'm like I don't want anybody to hear that stuff you know it's kind of strange some strange stuff <laughs> okay. is that really even music I'm pretty sure it was I pushed a couple notes <laughs> any chance it sees the light of day yeah any ch- I don't know I listen once in a while I'll go listen to it again and I like you know some of you know, some of this stuff's pretty good and there's other stuff that's like what the what were you thinking it's like, uh, must have been having a good night that night or something. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> must have watched something morbid on TV because, yeah, there's definitely some. <laughs> <coughs> but, yeah, like I said, that's pretty much the story of my life playing up here and stuff like that. I still enjoy playing. Most of the guys I know end up playing till they die. When I was in my 20s, I thought I'd be done playing music by the time I was 40. I'd be like, I, I'll probably make enough money <laughs> by the time I'm 40 to just, well, that didn't happen. You know, and, but uh, everybody, all the musicians I know play until, and that's probably, that's where I think I'll be. I think uh, my ex-wife always used to tell me, you're going to end up dying on stage. Like, why, why would you tell me that? Why don't tell me that? <laughs> so now every time I'm up on stage, I gotta think about that. But yeah, um, I I have actually known some uh, friends up here that have died on stage. There was a group from uh, Anago that uh, they were playing at uh, the Labor Temple years ago. Do you remember the Labor Temple at all? I don't personally. On know. the corner where the bank is, it used to be uh, the Pizza Little Caesars was there yeah. years okay. ago. They had a big, big hall. They would have music seven days a week like once in a while on Mondays it wouldn't happen but it, they were all from groups around here so like if Tuesday night the band would play all the other bands would come on Tuesday night and watch them play it and then when the band played on Wednesday all the bands would come on you know watch that so it was kind of cool because we'd all get together and stuff like that and watch the other bands but they had one group up there that one night and uh, the bass player keeled over oh man while he was playing I think that's the only time I saw anybody die on stage. Well, that's, that's tough. enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, well, I was like, uh, yeah. But yeah. Sounds like a great show. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> <laughs> Labor Temple, that place used to be where all, all the musicians hung out there. Yeah. And it was everybody. Uh, we were all kind of bummed when they tore it down, but I mean, it was it was pretty old. But they had a stage downstairs, and they'd have a stage upstairs. So sometimes they'd have, like, two bands playing at once and stuff like that. Oh. And uh, it was a pretty big place. You could fit a couple hundred people in there. And uh, those those were always pretty good times back then, you know. Um, like, 
like I said, what was cool is if the band, if, if your band wasn't playing, you'd go out and watch another band that night and stuff like that. Now I'm starting to get a little too old. If I'm not playing it, I'd rather just stay at home. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, like a, I still like to, depends who's playing. I like to listen to as much live music as I can because, therefore, like I said, there for a while, I wasn't quite sure what live music was going to be anymore. A lot of people going to DJs, and, and they still do a lot of DJ stuff. Uh, those guys are making more money than the guys that are playing in the bands, the DJs are which is crazy but that's the way it goes and the karaoke was huge for a while i don't know if it still is i'm sure it probably still is people i mean i don't think that'll ever go away but people would rather go do that than go watch live bands and stuff like that yeah but that's kind of changed back a little bit but yeah the karaoke that you get you get some people when you're playing and stuff. It's like, oh, well, do you sing? Oh yeah. Well, we thought you know, like maybe in a band or something. No, they're talking like karaoke and yeah. stuff. That that don't count. No, I sing in my shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm better actually in my shower <laughs> than live. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we get and it's like, oh yeah, I sing. And then you talk to him afterwards. It's like I, I, I dabble in the karaoke. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there, serious. there were for years. I wouldn't if there was karaoke going. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even step in that. It's <laughs> stupid. I know it's stupid now, but it, it's just like, no, not gonna happen. Yeah. How many times are you gonna hear uh, "Journey"? That's the big one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Or uh, what was that other one? Wagon Wheel or yeah. And it's just oh boy. And my my family loves karaoke. So we get family, we get, have family outings, and they get the karaoke going, and it doesn't bother me as much so, so much anymore for some reason. But there for a while, I really disliked the karaoke. I'm like, if I could go back in time and take out that dude that made that up, <laughs> <laughs> I would think about it. But <clears throat> but other than that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Unless you got any questions for me. Uh, I did want to ask if you'd expound a little bit on the the pickle. Oh, the pickle, that green bus. Yeah. So, how many people are in this band at that time? We had five guys, and then probably three. One guy did sound a light guy, and then one other guy that came with us just for like helping hauling equipment and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. About a quarter of the bus was like all for band equipment and stuff like that. We we had a lot of stuff. I mean, it, it, it was like towers of speakers and stuff like that. And and then the inside of the bus was made up. We had a small shower, and then you had beds for like eight people. And then uh, and you have a spot where everybody kind of sat and. I would say at the time just sat, sat and drank until we got to the job. It, 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 get, you know, we'd have a gig like in Eau Claire and stuff. We'd get a case of beer and <laughs> hop, in the, hop in the bus or the pickle and go right down the road. And 
I don't know how we did it. I I really don't know how. <laughs> I, I mean, we must have been pretty buzzed up by the time we got to the gig. I mean, we had to have been. You draw straws for who's driving? No, it was me, me or another guy. Yeah. None of the other guys would want to drive the bus. So we had one, the keyboard guy, Steve Zimmer, once drove the bus and. One of the guys started crying because, make him stop driving. I'm like, I got <laughs> He was like, <laughs> This is fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'd have, at one time my parents, uh, I probably, well, they're dead now, so it doesn't matter. They uh, were like, uh, we're leaving out of town for the weekend. We don't want to, no parties at the house. If the neighbors see that there's any more than like a, one car over at the house they're supposed to call the police so we got done playing that night and we're like everybody in the bus we're going out to my house or not we had i don't know 40 50 people on that bus all from rylander and they came out to sugar camp and then we'd get done they have to drive them all the way back in the town and <laughs> drop them off and stuff like that but they eventually found out we had had a party because girls wore those big shoes all the time back those big heels and they left all kinds of pot marks all over my mom's oh, no. my mom's uh, flooring in the kitchen yeah yeah uh yeah that bus got like six miles to the gallon sweet <laughs> top speed if you're going downhill 65 maybe Five. i don't know what year the bus was we fixed it up pretty. My dad actually put all the money and work into that bus and stuff like that. But yeah, you could hear that bus coming around the corner and stuff like that. And it and that the bus is still actually alive. So one of my friends has got the bus. He's like, we should take that back out. I'm like, no, 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 no. We actually got caught in a tornado once in that bus. And after the, we were like in the middle of the tornado, and it passed finally, and then the the bus wouldn't start after that. And I remember being stuck in Minnesota for like three days. And I took that bus. I don't. I am not a mechanic, but I took that bus apart piece by piece. And I we found out what it was. I, I got a part for that, put the bus all back together, and it worked. That was, that's the end of my mechanical days. <laughs> we had everything put out. This piece goes here, and this piece goes there. And yeah, I was really surprised on that one. I started up and finally got to go home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Other than that, like I said, that's pretty much it. All right, well, I guess that's all I got for you, Butch, unless all you right. got anything you want to talk about, anything coming up, or uh, you on social media with gigs that are upcoming yeah just on my facebook page butch matic uh summer's pretty much filled up already like friday through sunday i'll be playing and then uh normally four gigs through that time and then i take a couple days off relax and recoup and do it all over again all right appreciate your time
Thanks for listening to If These Woods Could Talk, a production of Rhinelander District Library and part of the WXPR Community Podcast Project, an initiative to amplify community voices. For more community podcasts or for podcasts produced by WXPR, go to wxpr.org and look for a podcasts tab. Or just search for WXPR Public Radio anywhere you get podcasts. Also, a special thanks to the Old Pine Road Band for the musical theme. To learn how you can record your own story of the Northwoods, or to suggest a topic or storyteller, contact the library or check out the website at rhinelanderlibrary.org.